Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and I'm not really interested in personal growth and personal development. What I'm actually interested in is just being happy and having purpose and achieving things that fulfill me. To do that, however, I've got to actually become more aware and grow and evolve. So I work with our largest publishers and agencies to bring you the cutting edge experts on the subjects of self-help for in-depth conversations that help us understand and engage in our own self-help. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the ability and capacity to pursue all we desire. Today we're talking about the hard work of true relaxation and renewal. In our last Functional Friday episode, we talked about how we're only as strong as our level of recovery. Uh, Daily, there are things that we do with sleep being paramount, but there are other important aspects of recovery as well. We often pursue relief that's not really renewal. I mean, kicking our shoes off at the end of the day, watching a game or binge watching a show or reading a novel, eating out are things that we may feel relief from, but do we really feel renewed and refreshed? Do we stand up and stretch our arms and say, oh man, do I feel great now after watching a few shows and eating some chips? Not usually. Uh, We might feel, again, some relief, but not renewal. Even thinking about vacation, which we talk about in the show here, do you generally feel refreshed when you return, especially those who have kids along for the ride? Or do you feel you know, inspired, had great memories, experiences, but you're exhausted and you need a vacation from your vacation? So when do we find actual, again, renewal that strengthens us, reboots us for the long haul? Or as you'll hear my co-host in this show, Dr. Randy James, talk about how do you go about, again, the hard work of true relaxation. This is a significant part of the self-care you need understanding of and permission for if you're going to get closer to functioning at your full capacity. If you find value from this self-helpful podcast, subscribe, leave a review about this specific episode, and best of all, talk with someone else about what you heard and learned today and discuss it together. That's the best way that you'll benefit from it yourself and you'll elevate them as well. You can always connect with me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and I talk about the hard work of relaxation. All right, well, let's start off this discussion uh, with something that's relevant for all these shows. We would love to have a formula for everything. We're in a formulaic society and every book is supposed to be the 10 steps, the five steps, the you know seven keys, the whatever. And in this realm, it's pretty much impossible. Uh, but hopefully we can give an understanding for we all need to have a plan in this area. We all need to have investments in this area. So we're not gonna be able to give you a black and white on exactly what renewal is for you, but we'll hit on some things that that tend to not be for most people and some things that tend to, and you're going to have to judge some of that for yourself. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. You and I like to use the word framework. Yeah. And I would say a fluid framework, kind of like the body where on one hand we have bones that are not very fluid. And then on the other hand, we have a whole lot of fluidity of the way your tissues can be, can grow one way or grow the other. And and the same with our own renewal patterns. Mm Mm-hmm. 
our awareness of that. And so, yeah, that's what we'll be well, trying to unpack. And you mentioned this is, you know, sounds medical ease and, and from functional medicine that we all have a biomechanical individuality. I mean, the type of medicine that you do in the clinic, you, you tend to refer, or we do as personalized medicine. There's no one size fits all and where somebody needs to consume a lot of this or avoid a lot of this. The other person needs to consume exactly what that person needs to avoid and yada, yada. Yeah. So we're, did you say biomechanical? Did I? Yeah. So a biochemical. Let's go with that. Well, yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to right. keep keep everybody on our toes right here. <laughs> and on on the on the outside stuff, that's easy. You're you know we're Caucasian dudes, and so we have an awareness about wear hat. And our somebody who's an Indian or whatever has less of an awareness because that's that's just the way that they are. And but what about on the inside mm-hmm. where the where the awareness of those biochemical individual uh, pathways are much less available to our overt awareness. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to try to talk about today to unpack that. Well, and I want to lead off too with the premise that you wrote this of, uh, and you tell us the patients that if we do not partake of sufficient recovery overall, which is sleep. And then the things that we're going to talk about today, if we don't do that at some point, it will, we so often talk about the accumulative effect of everything and your line that you said this morning over coffee with some other friends today, the the idea of somebody smoking and they, you know, I've been smoking for a decade and I've never gotten cancer. Right. Well, it's coming buddy. Uh, and so that's it with all. So if we're not pursuing this recovery, it is going to find us. And you wrote this down, your body will rest, but you might be calling it an illness. And you, you wrote the bullet points, sick at home in bed, nervous breakdown, mental breakdown, depression, anxiety, medications. And, and I, from that just thought we're ultimately less ability, uh, yes. it, less capacity, inability, less, less capacity. And, and one thing I would put kind of in front of all those things, because people might hear that and say, well, I'm not depressed. I'm not this is fatigue is just I'm yeah. worn out. I don't have, I don't want to go do that thing anymore. And then we kind of get lost in, well, do I not want to, or am I really incapable? And so then my subconscious self is saying, well, really, you don't even want to do that. So why even mess with it? Just go ahead and have a bowl of ice cream on the couch. That's what you really want to do. And I, then you start I do want to do that wrestling actually. with yourself about that. <laughs> I may do that tonight, <laughs> uh, but not every night. So, uh, you know, this is episode 10. Uh, in episode 9, we talked about sleep. Uh, we talked in depth about that. I mean, obviously, that's ground central, I, would, I guess, for, for recovery. But now going beyond that, I think what we want to say here is can you have – or I'll ask you the question. Can you have – Perfect sleep, which nobody can, but as, as good as you can do, you're now getting a solid eight hours a night. You're getting pretty good quality. Is that enough? And ongoing, I think what you're saying is it's, that's, that's not the breadth of recovery. And that's what we're going to add into today. Right. right. I think we can go and say, no, it's not enough that, that there is more nuance and it's, and sometimes it's not even nuance. It's, it's quite clear that even the perfectly well-rested, well-slept person, if they don't have an increasing awareness of these things that we're talking about today, recovery, renewal, and those kind of things, then they are, just like our proverbial smoker over here, in a sense, chipping away at one area of their wellness, mm-hmm. of their resiliency that we call health. And, and well, yeah, that's... 
you and I, right? Yeah. That that we have pretty good habits in other areas, and we struggle in this one. Well, and I and I would say that we're on a higher sensitivity to this, which is part of the point of these shows is to get all of us more sensitive. Uh, to this, that like you said to me so many years ago, when I was complaining about some pain in an area, that I said I don't know that other people have that pain, and you said, "Well, thank goodness for the blessing of pain." Yeah. And in this context, you were saying that, that I would be sensitive. That we were actually talking about hydration, and I was frustrated that I get head rushes. It felt like more easily than uh, seemed like other people who I knew aren't as hydrated. And you said, "Well, that's great." In essence, that you're sensitive to that, so that it helps you stay hydrated. If you don't, your body kind of gets numb to it and just tries to survive. So thank you for the sensitivity. So uh, be thankful for it. So that's what we're, we're talking here today. And so in that sense of being more sensitive, I am aware, even if I'm getting good sleep of limits, I start feeling of fatigue, as you said, Mm -hmm. whether it's emotional or physical, when I have not taken a break from those things. Uh, to get renewal. So that's what we're talking about. So, you know, what can we do daily and what can we do in maybe not daily, but con- consistent routine uh, things of renewal that actually renew us. And I do like this. And I may actually put it in the intro of this. I like the concept I told you of every day, our smartphone is probably battery is dead and we plug it in. That's like sleep next morning. It's you know at a hundred percent hopefully. And we take it on and do that every once in a while though, we, you know, the thing says we, I need an operating system update, an OS, an operating system update. I like that concept for renewal. Sometimes I need an operating system update as a person emotionally, as a spouse, as a husband, uh, as an athlete, as a, as a constant exercise or whatever. I need a, uh, a sabbatical in essence, and our phones, we have to do that. You know, you got to plug it in and hit the update and it goes and takes however long it is, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever, to think about that. Where are those? Right. That, that makes me think, as, as always happens when you have a mechanical comparison to the human body, like we compare it to our phones or our cars or, or whatever, that the mechanical one is going to be much more simple. Sure. Then, so to to carry that analogy along, that there's the daily plug-in, which might be kind of a, like a sleep, but then there's multiple layers of these operating system updates that daily you and I would have our our morning renewal time, and and we call it whatever we call it. Uh, but then throughout the rest of the day, we might not have a renewal moment. Uh, but then there needs to be a sabbatical, but not every day. Right. And, and so that sabbatical might be, you know, the word sabbatical comes from Sabbath and traditionally has a seven-year kind of a thing. And whether somebody's a, a pa- really the only people that do sabbaticals anymore are professors and pastors, Yeah, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, well, we can't, that is a long-term rhythm. And then there would be multiple kinds of short-term rhythms along with sleep, along with um, these kinds of things. And that's, so that's what you're, you're, you're beginning to talk about to say, what, what are those kinds of things? Well, what are those, those daily activities uh, that we can do to give ourselves renewal? And another analogy that has always stuck with me, I can't remember if you and I were together, but we talked about it and it actually came, I don't know that he wrote it, but he was at least a messenger was John Eldridge, uh, which a lot of people know. He wrote uh, the book wild at heart. And he talked about renewal and he said, you know, the difference between renewal and relief. Mm. And he mentioned, and and this is what you and I kind of tongue in cheek talk about that the 
three, four hour watching a game, eating a bag of Cheetos, feet up on the lazy boy or whatever, nothing wrong with that unless it's constant every day, you know, nothing wrong with that once in a while, but it's generally, you don't, and this was the, was what spoke to me. You don't get up from that and going, Oh man, I feel great. I just feel refreshed and renewed. You don't, that was entertainment. That was relief. I mean, getting, coming home at the end of the day and kicking your shoes off and sitting down, it's relief, not generally renewal. So we are trying to make a segregation between what is relief, which is good. We all need that. We want that. That's fun, but generally not renewal and thus, and I think I'll probably title the show this, your quote of the, what is it? The hard work of rest of, I had said, yeah, rest or relaxation. Relax. You said relaxation or renewal. Yeah. We could the say hard the work. hard work of renewal, but everybody uses the word relax. I just need to relax. I just need to veg out. And like you like we're going to keep yeah. saying that is okay. But look at our culture where the habit of so many people is to come home from school, from work, from this or that, and say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I need to put my feet up and just relax. And great. But and that's what I say is generally relief. It, it is generally relief. It's not renewal. And then you relax. And most people, you know, a few hours in front of the TV, computer, a game, or something like that in the evening time. And then you go to bed and you wake up unrenewed. Yeah. That is the theme, and especially in the clinic of talking with people where there's chronic fatigue and fibro and depression, anxiety, and all those kind of things. And you ask people, and they're like, yeah, I'm exhausted. And now they're to the point where even if they get several days of eight hours of sleep or even 10, 12 hours of sleep, they don't wake up renewed. It's because, well, it's not just a matter of sleep. Last time we talked about the, the depths of the complexity of sleep and there might be issues going on there. This time we're saying you might have great sleep, but if you're not doing the hard work of rest, renewal, relaxation, then you are not renewing and you will eventually begin to feel it. Well, so uh, in a big topic that is, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it a fad. It's, it's probably coming back to something that we should always do. Uh, the word that we hear all the time is meditation. Now, you, we, you were just talking about it. You like the term mindfulness. And I think meditation has probably gotten, it's got so much baggage around it because of the hoodoo guru. You got to sit and chant and, you know, completely clear your mind. And it sounds supernatural because that seems impossible. Seriously, clear my mind. But if we look at the daily aspect of is there a time during our days once, multiple times, whatever of that, can I take a moment for a, an aspect of renewal? What can that look like? And again, to come back to a mechanical, maybe this right. is why I said falsely biomechanical uh, to begin with, you know, you think about, I've had people, I, gosh, I've had guests uh, on the shows where they, you know, we're talking remotely, they're on Zoom, computer's not working. And a common thing I'll say is, man, if you haven't shut your browser down in a while, we just do that. Sometimes, I don't know, it just starts to get wonky. People probably experience that. Everything's slow, your internet speed's good, but your computer's, and your computer looks like it should be, but you can't browse here. And it's just shut the browser down, shut the windows down, and open it back up. So I think about that. There's sometimes during the day where I'm feeling blocked up for whatever reason, and I think that's where we look at, and a lot of people are talking about meditation, but whatever that looks like for you, and we can talk about a little bit of the details of possibilities here, but whatever that looks like you to shut the browser windows mm -hmm. down and just get a refresh. And so whether that is literal meditation, using an app, I 
interviewed on the Ziggler show not long ago, Johnny Powlard. Uh, he has the giant mind app and it leads you through a form of meditation. It's not chanting. It's some music. And he's mainly just trying to help you not, you know, be thinking and your mind being so active, just give your mind a rest. And I get that you and I almost every day, well, at Monday through Friday, uh, at 12 o'clock, we'll go out, sit on the deck in the sun, uh, weather allowing. And the first thing I love that the first thing we always do, it's, <sighs> yeah, that is our effort. And it's looking at the Pike's peak and thanking God for our food and our day and just bringing our minds back into alignment. That's probably another, like we say in reboot, renew alignment mm-hmm. is probably a relevant uh, term. Realign, realign the, the, and so many words start to float around with this. People call it centering, call it focus, call it flow is a, is a new yeah. term. And in over here in the sports world, we call it being in the zone. I can't miss the, the, you know, the basketball hoop looks huge. Um, and all of that, we of course float into the zone and out of the zone. That's a normal part of life. And if, but if somebody does not have sensitivity and, and awareness to this aspect, then you and I are saying, well, you're, you don't know what you don't know, and you are missing out. Mm-hmm. And, and so what, what does it look like? What are the tools? The silence, the solitude, the mindfulness, the meditation, and, and even those words to people in the business world and the accomplishing world feel like a waste of time. That's probably the biggest thing I hear about in the clinic when we talk about yeah. it is... To identify to somebody, hey, you, you're missing. It's the biggest reason I struggled to do it. That's right. Is because you got to stop doing something stop else. Stop being productive, <laughs> even if it's you know getting somewhere, picking up a kid, doing some exercise or whatever. There, is, I can do an email in these next thirty seconds oh. to stop that and conscientiously not only just do relief, but then do renew. And the dumb thing is, is if I'm going along and I'm feeling any aspect of fatigue or lesser capability, when I push forward, which is absolutely my propensity, now I'm pushing forward at 70%, let's say. Right. And if I would stop for 10 minutes and reboot, uh, come back into alignment, then I could go forward at, let's say, you have 100% and surpass where I was. And you, know, you were just talking about business. And we talk about, think about the business world and, and the idea of, you know, I, wait a minute, guys, I want to go take a meditation break. Sounds kind of hooey. But how often do you hear somebody say, man, I just need to clear my head. And it's yeah. go walk in the stairwell or walk outside or just, you know, walk downstairs to get a drink of water. You know, and you know what actually most people do when they hit that line? I just need to clear my head. Yeah. They open a new window and go click on the news. They click on YouTube. What's funny? They click on the cat videos. They, you know, it, 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 that's why we have clickbait. Is Which because is not clearing the head. It's uh, filling. That's it. even yeah. That's even worse. Right now, you're getting more mind scattered. Candy. What we can talk about? It's mind mind candy. candy. And As opposed to, well, we're going to mention fasting from a, uh, a little food standpoint, but what about that? Even from a mind standpoint, I mean, that's what meditation, that's what Johnny Powler is, is ultimately calling us to do is say, can you just take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, and fast, do a mind fast yeah. and whatever yeah. that looks like for you. And if you can go do that walking around the block, if you can do that, walking up the stairwell, if you can do it sitting, sitting at your desk, sitting just, at your, you yeah. know, unplugging from the mind candy, even though it might not yeah. be candy, it might be asparagus and you're getting something done. Part of the mind needs to have the rest mm-hmm. of these words, silence, solitude, meditation, mindfulness, prayerfulness, focus, flow, and, and, and on and on we go. And that's where you and I struggle because we want to, 
give people an algorithm. Okay, first, uh-huh. put your feet flat on the floor, sit up with a straight back, take three deep breaths. And we were joking because there's a, there's a famous meditation, and it's the four, seven, eight, and mm-hmm. you breathe in on a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven, you breathe out on a count of eight. It doesn't work for me because my mind gets wrapped around the numbers. <laughs> and so I just need, I let that one go, and okay, that doesn't work for me. What else will? And just breathing deep. Well, and there you go, because I've, I've actually been doing that one. The four, seven, eight? Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot at night when I'm sleeping, especially if my mind is, I'm having trouble calming my mind. Or like you said, I'm trying to do the nice, relaxing bedtime routine where I have a book and I'm reading something good, and yet the book is kind of exciting now, and my heart rate's up. I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm missing out. But you're back to the personalization, because... On a given afternoon, too, you and I could very easily go for a bike ride, a run, a jog, or whatever, and feel renewed from that, whereas somebody else, that is pure hell and torture because they hate running, they hate whatever. And there's where we are outside of the formulaic ability to just hand something to you. So you're going to have to find your secret sauce. Let's even go, and I mentioned it to you, and and because I wasn't sure, and I, I like how you how you corrected me on it in a sense that uh, a lot of times my ride, my ride or my run, I'm actually doing it hard one for training, but also I appreciate that when it gets hard enough and there's enough pain there, I can't think of anything else. And I kind of like the mind clearing of that. And I can come back and then man, go to, go to work. I'm not worn out. That's very individualized to me. And you know, to some other people out there, uh, you're going to have to figure out what it is. I hope we can do justice to leading you to some of those things on a daily aspect. But yeah, again, the fasting of the mind, I, I have not thought about that. If we keep using the browser analogy, maybe yeah. our browsers get cl- plugged up because there's too many cookies. Yeah. So we need to fast <laughs> our mind from so many cookies. Everybody quit eating that, cookies. That's, <laughs> that was part of one of the other shows. I think. That, that uh, Right. And, and so, and for some people, it's going to be that I, they love to go mountain biking or, or, or the extreme sports. One of the reasons why we have such a rise in the extreme sports is because of that. They say, I, I can't think about anything else because it's life or death. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, normal people think, well, that's dumb. And in a sense, it is, but because our society is so tethered to a constant feed, and we have the fear of missing out, and, and these young kids now are checking their phones all night long and, and all of this stuff. And so then they find, oh, my gosh, when I jump off a building and parachute down in the middle of the city or something, it's like uh, the rush of I only think about this for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, that now we're in the extremes. Let's bring it back over here, and even to you, if you need to you know, work that hard to get that level of flow or in the zone or something like that, I'd say, okay, that's... That's a form of your secret sauce, and it's good. But I would challenge Kevin I, Miller I agree. to be able to tap into that by sitting still and breathing. That you can do that. It's just the hard work of how do you become well, that guy. Okay, so just as an example, not to tout him and him alone, but I just interviewed the guy, Johnny Powered again. That was a lot of his talking. He says, ultimately, we came to it's brain. it's a brain training. And he says, we want, if I can get you doing this every single day, then in that stressful time, in that, in that time, you can, you can go right there. You yes. can go to, you know, call it your happy place, whatever, but you can go to that mind fast and go, man, I need to do that. And, uh, I interviewed Dan Harris, uh, many uh, years yeah. ago. Now he wrote the book, 10% happier has a top podcast there. And he talked about 
he said, this is what he used to do. He said today, he says, man, I can, you know, meditate. I can be mindful. I can do it in the back of a cab. Uh, I can do it multiple times. You also interviewed the guy who wrote resilient, uh, 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 Hanson. Uh, yeah. Paul, Paul, Rick Hanson, Rick Hanson, Dr. Rick Hanson. Yeah. To go one step further, like a lot of people out there are going to think, I don't need to go to my happy place. And, and what we're saying is you get so good at it, you're already there without thinking, okay, now i got to stop and take a deep breath because I'm all stressed out and I'm going to go to my happy place. No, you do the work every day so that when the situation is happening, you're already there ra- rather than having to even think about it. So let me use the analogy – and I like tennis, so uh, I wish I could play more and all of that, but in my past, it's been a big kind of a thing. And so if we're going to use the idea that if Kevin Miller says, hey, I want to learn how to write a, uh, you know, I'm going to beat that guy with a really good forehand, you don't wait for the match. What right. do you do? You practice. practice your forehand. You practice. And so, and then in practice, and we're telling our kids this all the time, look, you're going to play how you practice. If you're goofing off and, you know, joking around, that's, that's how the game is going to happen. So, we can see that in sports very easily. But how do you practice a great stress response? How do you practice really falling asleep well? Because we all take those for granted. Yep. Right? Two-year-olds don't have to worry about how to fall asleep, most of them. But by the time you're 20 or 30 or whatever else, you've got this monkey mind, you've got so many things you've done, you've trained your brain, you've practiced not sleeping. You've practiced not being calm in certain situations. In fact, you have practiced less sleep and more productivity and get things done. And so your brain is simply behaving the way you've trained it to do. So you and I don't carve out five minutes for raw meditation very well. And the more we don't do that, the more we won't be able to easily do that. So what do we do? We have to conscientiously say, okay, I'm not going to try for five minutes. I'm going to try for a minute. Yeah. And we have been working on that with our lunchtime, you know, sunshine thing to say, take a minute and breathe. You know, you know, it's funny with that. I've noticed that whereas when we years ago now that we started working together and we would generally talk, there's a lot more times of us sitting there chewing our food, looking out over the banister and that's it. Just, just quiet. I wonder if that's, I hadn't consciously decided mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk constantly during, but it's just our, our bodies growing more into that. Like you just said, having a relationship with that, that silence, that mind fasting. Um, but you made me think of a couple, couple things. And again, folks, what we're, as we're not giving exacts, do this, don't do that, that we're talking about the majority of us, what we think about is, uh, in this light is we think about the things we do for relief. We're saying this is renewal. And if we don't do this, it is ultimately going to lessen our capacity. Or as we talked about at the top of the show uh, that you said, Randy, you're going to end up with an acute problem. that's going to force you to do that. So you talked about a minute ago, you said, yeah, it's not uh, when you want to clear your head, it's not just opening up another browser and looking at cat videos or whatever. And that aspect of like clearing your head, stepping back, that that is it, to step back, step back from the screen, step back from the conversation, step back from the activity, uh, step back and just get kind of like a big picture view. 
Uh, yeah, step back from the food. Yeah, do a fast. It's it's kind of a mental fast. Well, I, that and that. Thank you, because that was the other thing that I thought of as you were talking. Is imagine if we went through the day eating nonstop. I mean, at some point, you yeah. just you can't. You're full, but we do that with our minds. We consume, consume, and consume, and output. We the output was one of our past shows, and we do it nonstop. When do we ever stop? When we stop, it's sleep. Uh, we think we sl- we stop when we're getting relief when we're watching the TV show at night, but we're still not. We're engaged there. It is not a uh, fasting of the mind in essence again, and we're missing this vital we nutrient. Are. And so, I think if we listened back to this show, we would say, "Okay, this is key." Our society, our culture, does not naturally gravitate to any kind of fasting food fasting or whatever. And when it comes to the mind, you and I, I think, grew up in an era where the idea of not doing something was anathema. It's like that. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm, I'm going to pick on you because of the story of Caleb, your yeah, son. Yeah. And I just remember you, your son was sitting there staring out the window and you tossed a book at him like, don't just sit there, do something. And it was later realizing, (laughs) no, he's the wise one. And when to turn it back on me, Kevin, don't just do something, sit there. (laughs) Don't just, but think of how we, if we pick on eating again and last time or one of our times on input, we talked about, we mindlessly eat. We don't just sit there. We shove it in our mouth. Even Mm. though I am totally full, there's leftovers on the table for tomorrow. I don't Mm. need to eat that. Clear your plate. There's people starving somewhere. So yeah, shove we, it in. The, the, the cultural icons of how we grew up, and now we're into a 24-7 news cycle, phone cycle, online all the time, interconnected all the time, and yep. the concept of unplugging is anathema to people, and especially the Gen Z and the millennials and all of that. And of course... You know, they know the millennials, they know that now. The Gen Zs are coming into their own, and it's even more, right? Our homes are Wi Fi'd, our, our cars are Wi Fi'd, our, so it's, it's constant. Yep. And, and these younger youngsters now in their later teens have never had to wait for anything, right? It's a click away and an overnight shipping away. And so, not, so when they hit a blank spot, like I'm staring out the window. And whatever else. So in our house, you know, we're going on a long trip and, you know, we remember we had to read a book or stare out the window and count cows or whatever the game was. And now they're, they're just incensed if they can't plug in and do something. It's like, well, what? I'm not doing anything. We're like, yes, good. That's good for you. (laughs) Well, and you and I have been taught now, and I, I don't know if it was Cal Newport who came up with it. He's the author of Deep Work. Uh, and uh, lately digital minimalism, where he talked about the value of boredom, the necessity of boredom, which brought me now to where my kids say, Daddy, I'm bored. Great. Great. (laughs) That is awesome for your mind. And they know that, which means they just don't tell me they're bored. (laughs) But at least they they get it. But you said, uh, you mentioned the word cycles, and I want to hit on that. You brought that to me. So if we go back, again, we're, we're talking about something that we need today because we don't naturally incur it as our ancestors did who fasted. Sometimes there's nothing to do at night. The electricity goes off, light a candle. And if you got a good book, great. If not, I mean, what do you do? Go look at the stars or just sit there and think. Uh, and we don't have to do that anymore because we can have constant input. Uh, same thing with food. 
where, and you taught me this, the idea of cycling food. So back when, you know, my grandparents who were farmers during this season, they had corn and they ate corn like crazy. And then it was over. Now they may try to store it a little bit, but at some point they're not, but now blueberries are in season and they're eating blueberries and then they go out of season and you don't eat blueberries for months. And the benefit of that, because we're giving a, a fast of mm-hmm. that, of that thing today, of course, we can have the same thing we want every single moment. And from a physiological side and food, you, you, what you taught me is that's where we're seeing uh, food allergies and intolerances. Or it's one of the factors in mm-hmm. that because we don't cycle that, which is terrible news because this is what I, I like, like to eat and I want to eat it every <laughs> single day. So we don't want to do that. Uh, granted, but the downside of that is we never get that renewal of that. And we'll go to fasting as an aspect of in and of itself, which is the last thing anybody on planet earth, I think, except the Dalai Lama or something wants to talk about. And it, it is, you said cycles. I'm going to, can we use the word rhythm? Sure. And 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 it's seasons is the other word too. That's right. So, so there is for all of human existence, there have been clear seasons and all, here's the other thing. Everybody knew it. Like even a five-year-old understood Oh, we can't have blueberries anymore because they're gone and yeah. they won't even be there for nine months. Well, he doesn't grouse at his parents for that because it's irrational. He, the, now he's getting being forced, so to speak, to develop a sense of rhythm and that kind of thing. But these days, at 9,000 feet, we can go buy organic blueberries every day. Every single day. And, and that's not a normal thing. So we have lost patience within our, our, our mind and culture, and, and now our bodies are losing the impact of that, uh, the value of rhythm. Yeah. And uh, I was talking with a patient just the other day, to, if you keep going down that pathway, it is now we have these subsets of people who can not only eat the same thing every day, but they can entertain themselves with the same thing every day. And in the past... Like the guys, you know, if they probably said, man, this is so frustrating that we, we're dancing on the door of famine every February and we have to tighten our belt. We lose a few pounds. And I worry about the health of our children. I mean, in a sense, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And so great ingenuity came about and the cotton gin and industrial farming and all these kind of things. And we can feed 7 billion people on the planet, but at what cost? And, and these are the things that we're trying to increase our awareness of that so that people out there can see the value of fasting. And then today we're talking about fast your mind from the constant input of something. And there will, it will be hard because it's not natural. It's, it's the hard work. That's what we said, the hard work of renewal. Uh, don't bite off more than you can chew and try to sit there all by yourself in a, in a room for 15 minutes. Um, because that's going to be hard. I, okay, I'm, I'm sparked by this aspect of you know, what we're talking about here, abstaining. Uh, which again, terrible words, a bad word, bad word, (laughs) but abstaining from thinking is kind of what we're talking about here and and giving our body a, a rest. And, and, uh, you know, with this, the, it's so much harder today because we have access to everything and something you said sparked. And I thought about sex, uh, and and I'm going to stick with a married relationship. And, uh, you know, we come from our faith based values that we have in there that I think God uses sex in a marriage. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And he even uses the abstinence of that. I know for a guy to help drive me towards my wife. And that's just a truthful thing. And I realize that today 
we're seeing that doesn't happen because if that's not happening well between the couple, you can go fulfill that anywhere. Even important now, even as a kid, you know, back when we were kids, it was a playboy or something to help, you know, manufacture that aspect. Well, today it's available on everybody's phones on everybody's screens. So again, we can partake of that, uh, of that issue every single day if we so desire. And that is not what was intended for us. There's, there's lots of science that, you know, more than I do on the downside of that outside of a relationship, especially. I, in, in fact, uh, we haven't done it on, on the podcast, but in the clinic, I'll use the sex analogy a lot because people remember. And let's even go to Mr. Kevin Miller himself without, uh, you know, and let's just say it is a great season with you and your wife and that kind of thing. How often would you say in a normal kind of relationship that it happens every day? For week in and week out, I mean, maybe that's a week here, a few days over there or something, but there's a rhythm to it. And even yeah. if we took the the biggest sex addict out there and said, all right, every every hour, every 10 minutes, I mean, at some point you say, no, enough. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing damage the other way. It hurts. Like Christmas it's, every day. Who wants it's that? It's like Christmas every day. But look at our plugged in brains. It is candy and cookies every day, every all the time. Every day. And in a sense, I'm going to use a hard word here, the mind is getting raped, right? And there's drastic consequences that this is not what our minds are intended for. Just like sex is not intended for, you don't share it with everybody. We say sex is a great gift and and we don't share it with everybody. There is a time and a place. And even within a marriage, it's not every day all the time. There's a time and a place. And then if it goes outside that bounds, it does harm quickly. Yeah. And in the same way, we as a culture, we've lost this sensitive relationship with our electronics, with our food, with our entertainment. And, and because we perceive these things as, well, it's harmless. I'm just looking at a cat video. Get off my back. What's the big deal? I'm like, you know, you're right. There's a time and a place for a cat video. We're not moralizing these things, but we're saying... If you're doing that, you are decreasing the capacity, the wellness, the resilience of your brain eventually over time. Mm-hmm. Just like with too much sugar, too much sex, too much of, of anything really. Well, let's talk about it in the, in the aspect of that word sabbatical and Sabbath. That's what ones that you use a lot and we've gotten to using. And yes, yeah, sabbatical is usually thought of with a, a professor or a pastor and a, a Sabbath sounds holy. You know, that's what Christians do on Sunday or they're supposed to do or whatever. But if we look at those again as restful times, so my wife many years ago realized and, and uh, kind of coined the term in our family of having a mommy sabbatical. She said, sometimes I, to be better for you guys, I'm pouring out and pouring out. I got nothing left. I need to get away and start. I started uh, helping her go on a three, four day getaway just herself. And at that point, it was one of the biggest things to her overall mental, physical, emotional health ever. It was life-changing to where it made me such a fan. I wanted her to go on and it literally got that. It was like, Hey mommy, will you go on mommy sabbatical? Cause you're better when you yeah. get back. Now we started trading off. So I do daddy sabbaticals, but it's, it's, it's also spouse 
where I just get to go be away and be by myself, which for a lot of people with families, especially it never ever happens. You never have that time. And it is life giving for me to take, even if it's two nights and I do a hotel or something and I plan and I do some long runs or rides, which is what gives me joy. I have some really good food, a great bottle of wine, a good movie at night, maybe, but I'm reading, I may be writing, or I may go sit on a rock in the middle of my run and just sit there for an hour or lay back and go to sleep. I mean, it is just a break a time off. So a sabbatical to think, are we my wife and I, we think of doing that at least every quarter, trying to do let each other do that every quarter. And then once or twice a year, we do it together and we'll go to a getaway, not with the kids because let's hit on that. The vacation whole thing. That's what people that, Oh my gosh, I just, okay. I'm just burning it and burning it, but we're going to go on vacation and you go on vacation and you take your kids to Disney twice as hard. Oh my gosh. And you come back, you had a great experience and you are absolutely wrecked. And we all know that funny term of, I need a vacation for my vacation. That was an experience that was not renewal. And yet a lot of people are looking at that thinking that that's it. I mean, you do that. How, I mean, you're doing family stuff, you know, going into a soccer thing or going to this event and going to whatever. It's great family experiences, generally not renewal. Right. So Sabbath and what does that word mean? And it means cease. So cease from uh, your labor, cease, and we could say cease from your eating and your thinking, and, and thinking the, and, the job of fathering yeah. and husbanding yeah. and, and everybody. And then we're back to, well, cease that to what? To, you know, what do you do? And from a, a faith standpoint, God is saying, yeah, come hang out with me over here. And you cease your striving on one hand, and that, that is what we're talking about there. It's not just relief. But it is also this renewal, so mm-hmm. that you get filled up. And there's so many ways to do the the fill up kind of thing, and and the vacation, and and actually we're leaving Sunday to do the traditional Mount Rushmore, and uh, which I want to do it. It's going to be great, but I don't think it's going to fill me up. Well, it's, and let's go to that because we you talked about that before we did the show that that may be a you know if we're talking about renewal that could be a renewing time for family relationships mm-hmm. and things. But if we are all here with a primary focus of our personal performance, body, mind, and soul, we're going to say that's good. That's, that's a family thing. And, and then the family, there. family spoke, that's good. But for your person, individual, right. not a renewing thing. That's an output. Right. And we have generally. to be careful here. Generally. Generally speaking, right. And, and we don't want to have land on algorithms. And what you and I are saying is most of us are conscientious of our outputs for family and for work and for finances and whatever. And we are very flabby on our own because it feels selfish. It feels Mm -hmm. like this is not self-care. This is selfish for me to go off on a whatever sabbatical and, and, you know, let my wife take care of the kids and whatever else. And that feels, and it could be selfish if that's done in the wrong way, in the wrong mode, but it can also be very renewing. And then there's the rhythm of both of you get to do that. And the family gets taught, the kids get taught how to do that. Kids these days, can you imagine telling a kid, yeah, don't just do something, sit Sit there, there. stare outside the window and and learn to enjoy it. (laughs) I'm chuckling because I think of our kids and it's like, it just doesn't happen. So this is a discipline. Mm -hmm. It requires communication with yourself and with your spouse and with... And uh, and, and it's hard. It's the hard work of of renewal. In in a... 
in an effort to give some tangibility to the takeaways. I mean, what I would design for myself and I do endeavor to do it. I'm not perfectly consistent at all, but is, is there a daily renewal uh, aspect, whether that is again, it, you know, on a low level, five minutes or us sitting out there. Sometimes there's plenty of days when that's it. It's you and I going out there with our leftovers from the night before sitting on the deck in that deep breath. And we sit and we may chat about something, but a lot of times I feel like more often than not lately, we're not talking about a, a big issue. We may chit chat about something. And finally we take another deep breath, we stand up and we go back in. And it was, it was a clearing of the head. It was a, a paradigm shift, but that there's something that we're doing, uh, devotions, uh, you know, get, or call it devotions, your morning time, which I get up and I know I have my place where I sit. I think you do too. And you get your coffee and I, you know, we both probably have a, a book and a journal Bible, but I spend plenty of time just looking out the window and being okay with not learning something or being inspired by something to just, be at peace, kind of like get rid of the browser windows yeah, and, and do that. So is there a, a daily, I, I was going to say yeah. on that one, you and I are, are, are so production oriented to, to, to perceive value out of our investment of time. And then you come to this, this tension, this weird place where we're kind of trying to create silence and solitude. It's so hard. So the word that I have been wrestling with in the morning is to just sit and to just see the value of being, of connecting prayerfully to God, and of contemplating this is it. The reason for existence is you're tapping into right now, and there is fulfillment there. There is satisfaction. You don't have to perform. You don't have to read another thing. You don't have to memorize. You don't you don't have to go and and do something. It is and then from that you can now go and pray for your spouse and for your family and for the the thing that's going to come out of the day. Yeah. But when we're raised in a culture that is production oriented and you've got to produce a, a thing, a product or whatever, and even if it's produce a family right a you know graduate a kid and and all those kind of things that that stuff never stops and if you allow it it will take over and now you're back to it's ruling you you're not in charge of it yeah. but so for me to to just stop and think okay I don't have to read another page or whatever else that there is a sense of okay there it is and and you interviewed the two chairs guy I think and, and Bob Bodine it's a concept of just you know what, a conversation with God, with myself to say, okay, and, and that's the goal. And to be getting better at exercising that muscle of perceiving fulfillment, satisfaction. I want, I want to point out, you talking about, you know, talking with, with God in prayer that we hear a lot of times with the aspect of meditation, oh, I pray. And I would say that's just like me saying, oh, I go on a run. That could be renewal uh, for one person, not for another. Prayer, for me, if I'm praying not necessarily renewal because I'm thinking about specific uh, issues, specific people that I'm praying for. Specific, so it's it's an output for me. Mm-hmm. So again, depends on how you do it. Uh, but you talking about you know go, going back to our lunches, uh, there was a quote that I got from David Meltzer, but it was I'm going to paraphrase. It was something about quit thinking of those the self care things as a luxury and start thinking of them as an investment. Well, it came to head, I think it was a week ago or so you and I are sitting out there on the deck 
in the sun and my wife walks up and my initial feeling was good. Now she knows we do it, but it was still a feeling of guilt. I'm supposed to be, you know, out here killing something and bringing it home. And she comes and finds me on the deck, shooting the breeze, looking out at the Pikes Peak in the sun. But she knows better, and I do too, that this is an investment. This makes me a better worker, whatever. But it was still that innate feeling. Right. I just wanted to speak that because we're back to the, a lot of people are going to do this and feel guilty for not producing. And again, we all know somebody on the other side who's taking all their time. You know, the guy, let's, let's pick on the guy. Let's pick out around the Colorado guy who every moment he can, he's off fishing or mountain biking or doing something on his, on his own. And he may very well need to not do that and go take care of his family. Right. So granted, so, you know, we've all got, there's, there's muddiness around these issues, but we're, we're, hopefully you can uh, filter those out for what we're talking about here of renewing your body, mind, and soul so that you can be better for everything and everyone. Yeah. You're back to the idea of rhythms. Yeah. Right. And, and in the past there's, we don't try and go skiing in the middle of summer and we don't even think about it because but actually, when I lived in Japan, we could because they created an indoor ski facility and you can ski all year. And that's what we've done with our mind candy mm-hmm. and with our food and with our all those kind of things. And like you just said, it, it gets a little bit muddy and full of tension because somebody out there is doing too much self-investment right. and now it's selfish. And somebody else, and that's where I think the most of us, especially subsets, so moms of young kids, there's never a break. John, who works for me and and his wife just got to go on a women's retreat and it was the first time in two and a half years to be away from the kids. Goodness. Yeah. And so that's, and that just kind of happens. You wake up one day and you're like, my goodness, there has not been a mommy sabbatical or a daddy sabbatical. And, and you are suffering. You just don't know it. And, and so much of the time, the illness will come out of that and we'll call it fatigue. We'll call it depression. We'll call it something. And uh, well, and so, again, that's where we're elevating the gravity is yeah. the word we like to use of this of like you know of of that the new mom, and you know she's tied to the kid, breastfeeding possibly or the primary caregiver, and we see that happen. And oh my gosh, it should be a. Pro- I'm going to say should. That's a word I don't like to use. But man, we you've got to give that woman a break, and whether that's just an evening away. Between yeah. nursing, even just right. go out of the appropriate, yeah. appropriate time, and and the same thing needs to be said for the young entrepreneur who's spending eighty hundred hours a week wearing all the hats of a business, mm-hmm. or the vice president of some big something or other wearing all of the weight of the decisions. There needs to be a break. Well, uh, and let's speak, and I think we might have even in the last show, but we'll speak his name again, Steve Smith, who leads Potter's End, and he has a podcast, Soul Care Conversations, that you were one of the first shows he interviewed you uh, on on functional medicine and wellness, but him talking about soul care, he primarily works with burnt out or just about burnt out uh, megachurch pastors, CEOs, C-suite folks who have finally come to their end. And then it's the question or it's the statement that you make. Um, they're going along until they can't, until they can't. And so that's where we all are. We're going along until we can't because there's now there's an acute, an acute wreck. Uh, or I, but I, I would say, or I'll ask you, wouldn't you say most of us, unfortunately are never going to come to that acute wreck. We're just going to go along hamstrung. We're going to go yes. along at half mast. Yes. And then, and it's so common. It becomes cultural where people say, 
Well, of course, you're over 50 and you have a little bit extra weight, a little bit of high blood pressure, a little bit of high cholesterol, a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of fatigue. And I mean, I, we keep going on. This is normal. Well, and I'm thinking about the common, the common, you know, greeting in the coffee line. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Well, I'm hanging in there. I mean, that's yeah. the norm. Yeah. Ever, I'm busy. Yeah. Meaning I'm out of control. And knowing full well better than that and not even feeling that way, I have literally found myself respond that way and then be like, slap myself. What are you? And it's just cultural. It's just like yeah. saying, how you doing? We don't care how the person's doing. It's just what yeah. we say. And somebody say, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, hanging in there and, and uh, better than I should be maybe. I, it's this negative feeling. I'm thinking, walk away and go, I, I feel great. Life's good. What, what am I doing? It's that common vernacular. Yeah. But for a lot of times it is, we literally are frazzled. We are feeling bad. We are feeling low. And so right. it's, he is barely hanging he in is there, barely hanging in there. So like, who, who, nobody listening to this wants to be in that place. So they wouldn't be listening to this. You and I don't. And it is the constant, well, back to the title, I think of this, the hard work of, you know, relaxation, renewal, fasting, we could even say fasting of whatever, uh, you, you know, you were talking, uh, about the, the, the skiing that yeah. here, here we're in Colorado and man, everybody you hit about, well, about now, you know, what are we October as we're recording this and all the, all the promos they actually have already come out, uh, from the ski places with all their stuff. Everybody's gearing up for ski season. And then we get to about, you know, spring or so, which like last year, man, there was tons of snow. And I'm wondering why doesn't every place just stay open? Some of them actually did a little bit longer last year. I think cause it was so good, but for the most part, they shut down because people quit skiing. They're now getting all amped up for a new season and they're ready to go raft and bike ride and hike and whatever. I'd love to frame this message in that to not think about, okay, what do I need to abstain from? What do I need to fast from, but can you have a season? Let's not do this and do this instead, grow a desire, a better appetite, you know, an appetite for something else, something, uh, that's, that's curious. That's unique. I have, I'm staring out the window cause I haven't thought about it quite like that, uh, because we're blessed with the incredible distinction that snow is snow and you don't have it in the summer, you have it in the winter. There's that blessing that, and at the same time, at the end of the ski season, I do, I do get tired of it. I'm ready for summer. Yeah. I'm, 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 but why don't we have that natural rhythm when it comes to, um, when it comes to cake and ice cream, right? I, I, I just, if I, I would really like that more often than, than, and there has to be the conscientious, no, that's for your birthday. Yeah. And then you go to do something else and cause there's the daily rhythms and then you've got the seasonal rhythms over here. Uh, but you're right. If there is the idea of fasting from anything feels like deprivation it, in our culture, it, it feels bad. We, we don't want to do this. Well, and, and so there's some of the reframing. So in the yeah. given day, in the middle of my work day, can I go outside of our you know lunch or whatever? Can I say, you know what? I get to stop working for a minute. I am worth it. I get to stop working. I get to go outside, let the sun shine on my face, look at the mountain. And, and you know, everybody's going to have different varieties of what they can do. But I get to do that and, uh, and frame it with that desire that's what we're, but you know, it's still even that the hard work of this, I hope we've elevated the necessity of it and the gravity of it. That if we don't do that, we are one working at lesser capacity and two probably headed for uh, a forced 
rest. And I would much rather take my rest in a healthy manner than have it be in a hospital bed. Um, uh, that's a good anchor. Should we anchor right there? I was say, that's <laughs> it. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> All right, friends. Now that you have some clarity on what recovery and renewal truly is and requires, how are you doing? Do you have it as a consistent pillar of your life? Remember, it's not the mere relief we're all accustomed to wanting at the end of the day or on the weekend. Uh, The most successful people, and I'm talking overall success in life, put a major priority on true relaxation, renewal, and recovery. So we must as well. Thanks again for choosing to tune in to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I hope you subscribe and leave a review about this episode and what you got from it. And best of all, take something you learn and talk with someone else so you both get more out of this show. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself. Mm-hmm.